Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Hello, folks. Welcome. Here we go. Off and running. Another exciting day here at the Todd Huff Show, going through all sorts of both terrifying and crazy things that are around us. This is what happens when we have Democrats in power. It is full, full speed ahead into the world of lunacy, the world that makes no sense. We'll try to break it down and make sense of it for you, the best of our abilities anyway, because obviously it's uh, liberalism is an emotion, not a logically thought-out series of uh, ideas and so forth. But it's a pleasure to be here. You can email me your thoughts, questions, opinions. I'll even accept your adoration and praise, Todd, at Todd Huff Show. Dot com. You can uh, subscribe to our email newsletter, which went out last night. Our weekly column goes out in that, and we'll be adding some other things to that. God willing, here in the not-too-distant future, we're revamping some things. And um, you can do that by going to com slash subscribe. I want to start off the top by correcting something that happened yesterday. Something I made a mistake. It is such a rare thing, folks, that I made a mistake. It's some, especially something like this. Got an email from a listener. It didn't even occur to me that I did this until I got the email. And the second I read it, I'm thinking, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Dan emailed me yesterday and pointing out that I kept calling... Oz, I want to know how you let this happen. I kept calling Harry Reid dirty Harry Reid. It's dingy Harry. What was I thinking? Rush called Harry Reid. I was doing that as a hat tip to Rush, Rush Limbaugh. And I was saying dirty Harry instead of dingy Harry. I have no idea why I did that. Probably, you know what? Sometimes, Sometimes I mention something that I didn't really... You know, this this is not a scripted program. I have things that I want to talk about. Sometimes I have some notes. Sometimes I just read from the article or, you know, just talk from what I've seen. And I don't know, it just kind of comes together. But I didn't think much about this particular thing before I started yesterday. In fact, I'm, I went to Russia's website Back in September 2014, there was archives. There were archives there that said the origins of the Dingy Harry nickname. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I just want to touch on this briefly since I messed up, but it it does humor me. Rush, this is Rush. This is a transcript. He says, as is is the usual case, half my brain tied behind my back to make things fair, to make things equal. Buzzwords for the millennials. If I focus on fairness and equality, they will stop being scared and will love me. (laughs) Bill in Milwaukee, glad you called, sir. You're next on Open Line Friday. Hi. 
And so Bill asks about the origins of the dingy, hairy, dingy, hairy name. He says, I forgot, this is Rush, I forgot what Harry Reid did to trigger it. It was something reprehensible, reprehensibly political, reprehensibly partisan. Clint Eastwood owned the term Dirty Harry, so I was trying to come up with something as close to that as I could without stealing dirt. I mean, if I called him Dirty Harry, that's Clint Eastwood. So Dingy Harry is as close as I was able to get to it. Anyway, I made that mistake yesterday, and when we do make those mistakes, we apologize openly and as quickly as possible. So let's jump into, though, I want to start here. I don't know. Look, there's a lot of things going on, right, in the news. And and I touched on this uh, briefly in the email newsletter uh, column yesterday. You know, this is a full, full-on assault, full-on assault for multi— it's a multi-front battle, political battle for the left. They have their policies that they want to see implemented— which, of course, they never do in an open sense. They rarely do. Sometimes they do. I will say this. Sometimes they tell us exactly what they want to do. Other times they cram things inside of a piece of legislation that has nothing to do with the so-called title of the legislation, which has already happened a couple of times with the infrastructure bill, for example, and with the COVID relief package, these these bills that are so-called they're, they're named one thing, and only a percentage, a small percentage, is actually allocated for what the title of the bill says that's in it. And then they cram all their other crazy things in there. Then they also, another thing that they do is they, I guess, gradually get people to um, become more open to their positions and ideology because of the terms that they use. Right, this is this is a big one actually. The way that they use language, the way that they pressure you to use and to understand language, pressure all of us, the PC police telling us what we can and cannot say. They try to convince us that we are whatever. Um they're trying to convince us that we are unbiased in our racism. Or that, I mean, just just take your pick. I mean, it, it's, they, they try to distort reality. They try to confuse us. They try to get us to gradually and slowly accept some of the premises through trickery oftentimes. Or through just the, the gradual wearing down of our natural defenses. Using the same firm, or the same term, I should say, repeatedly over time. People begin to uh, become, I don't know, almost subconsciously um, influenced by it. Assault weapons is, is one. Assault rifle is, is an example. Just one tiny example. Assault weapons, assault weapons, assault weapons, assault weapons. But when you get down to the heart of the matter, it's just one gun looks one way scarier than the other it's the same gun but one is deemed semi-automatic because it looks more like a military style rifle or whatever the case whatever the case may be there's lots of examples 
pro-choice is another one that I, you know, pro, they're, they're pro-choice in the issue of abortion. That's it. That's where the left is is in favor of, of choice. Other than that, you'll go to school where they tell you that you'll go, you'll pay as much taxes as they'll tell you that you pay. You won't um, question the use of personal pronouns that you're not that aren't natural that don't seem to fit the equation even if you're just you know you're not trying to be a jerk about it it's just something that it doesn't come naturally because it isn't um but just all in and on down the road there's there's an assault on common sense they of course are trying to pack the court or at least change the court so that it favors them in some way, shape, manner, or form. They've got complete control of the media and the messaging, but yet they still face opposition. This is kind of the, the, the point, I guess. And yesterday, Project Veritas, God bless Project Veritas for what they do. They expose these jokers. They expose these... I, they've exposed so many people, and it's amazing that it keeps happening over and over and over again. In fact, when I watch these videos, I want to tell these clowns, if you're ever at a diner with someone um, who's new asking a bunch of questions, just don't start admitting and telling all your little secrets. It, it's just amazing how these, and, and it's, the, it's the arrogance of liberalism, I'm, I'm telling you, is what it is. It's it is the arrogance that they are too smart to get caught, that the dunces in society, who they believe are the dunces in society, are never going to catch on to their tricks and methods. And and they just can't help talking about it because they feel like they're so great and powerful. This is what we're able to do, and there's really nothing that they can do to stop us because we're so much smarter, we're so much more powerful. They're just idiots. That's kind of the mentality here. And so James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, has exposed CNN. Exposed CNN. I'm going to play some of this, and I've, I've, I've gone back and forth on this because some of this audio is a little hard to hear. Others of it is, other audio is very good. So just bear with me on this. And there are, um, there are some, what else, captions on the screen that you're not going to be able to see since we're doing this on on radio. But this is just a montage, if you will, put together by James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, a montage of clips that they have um, high-ranking officials, I guess, at CNN. In fact, one of them... One of them admits the network engaged in propaganda to remove Trump from the presidency. Our focus was to get Trump out of office. I came to CNN because I wanted to be a part of that, he says. It's just remarkable just to to listen to this, to let it sink in. And, And on the one hand, it's not, it should not be surprising. You hear me especially uh, go after CNN. It is not. It is not what they portrayed themselves to be. It is not even close. Right? That you've got James Earl Jones's voice. This is CNN. I can get nowhere near to that voice, by the way. But the the most trusted name in news. Give me a break. This place. This organization is 
truth is about the furthest thing from anything that they want to accomplish. This is the most this is the most outcome-based news organization in America. They are focused on creating outcomes, not on telling you truth, not on reporting news. These jokers want you to vote left. That these jokers want you to move this country to a so-called progressive, but it's actually a regressive agenda. That's what these jokers want. They live and breathe this, and they think constantly of ways to manipulate the way that Americans and their view, well, not just Americans, it's, you know, CNN's really a worldwide source of news. It's, It's where a lot of people get their news on what's happening in America. And you wonder sometimes, actually, you shouldn't wonder too much because it's probably absolutely the case, but you wonder why some people have such a negative viewpoint of the United States around the world, sometimes you would have to assume that it's simply because of they are you know, watching CNN as their primary source of news from this, this country. But anyway, James O'Keefe has exposed them. I'm going to play at least a little bit of this, a little bit of this. I might cue it up to where the audio is a little bit better because there are places where there's background noise and it's hard to hear. Um, but I want to just give you a, a, a taste of this if you haven't seen it. And we're going to talk about really the strategy and the tactics employed by the jokers at CNN, what they intend to accomplish. And it is not to tell you truth. It is not to give you information. It is to lead you to a certain conclusion. It is to lead you to a certain conclusion. That is what they, they attempt to do each and every day, whether it's removing Trump from office, by the way, they're on record in these sound bites is telling us the next thing on their agenda because they've saved America from Trump now. The next thing on their agenda is to begin to push climate change. So buckle up for this. And it's amazing how how the things that they're going to push on CNN fit hand in glove with what the liberals want to do, right? With what the radical left wants to do. You've got this um, green new deal effectively sitting here or legislation that the left the left loves the issue of climate change because it gives the government immense amounts of power people think hey this is this is something that's way too big way too big for me to deal with alone this is something governments have to be dealing with and the consequences are so high the consequences are so high it's you know we're talking about the destruction of the planet. We got to basically let the governments of the world do whatever is necessary to do whatever is necessary to fix this. Whatever it costs, whatever it means, we have to give up in return. We have to be willing to do this, and that's why the left likes the issue of climate change so much. Because much like COVID on a even a grander scale, but people say, hey, we got this this disease going around. This virus, we've got to do whatever we, whatever the government needs. And you see people that are willing to give up everything for the government to basically save them from the virus. And of course, that's just not, that's not possible. It isn't possible. We should, we should have learned so much through this past year or so with COVID. And th- in fact, I remember in the early days saying, prepare for this because they're going to use the decisions and the things we've allowed the government to do for COVID to take, quote-unquote, emergency action on a larger scale 
for things like climate change. It's going to be termed an emergency, and they're going to save us from it at whatever cost the American people will be tricked into paying. So timeout is in order. Come back, and I want to play a little bit of this James O'Keefe montage to give you a flavor of what these jokers at CNN are saying, but we'll do that on the other side of the break. Sit tight. You're listening to the Homo Conservative, Not Bitter Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, this program is brought to you in part by our friends at Interior Construction Services here in central Indiana. You can find out more about them by visiting their website, interiorconstruct.com. Interiorconstruct.com. They can help with affordable and high-quality construction services in your residence or even a commercial project. Interior construction services, drywall finishing, metal stud framing, painting, doors and hardware, acoustic ceilings, acoustic sound panels. Check them out. Interiorconstruct.com, or you can call them directly, 317-991-4660, 9-1-4-6-6-0. Again, folks, the folks that you hear during the commercial breaks are those that I talk about when we come back to the program. These are the folks that make this program possible to you, and we just ask whenever possible that you give them a chance. Just give them a chance to, to see if they can earn your business. Interior Construction Services, website again, interiorconstruct.com. So I'm going to play this soundbite. I'm going to play this soundbite from the Project Veritas Expose CNN montage. Some of this, I went back and forth. I even asked Oz here during the break. Some of it's going to be a little hard to hear, but most of it's going to be okay. Some of the audio is higher than others. Some of it's a little bit lower. Um, You know, these are just things that, when you're collecting audio in the manner in which Project Veritas is doing that, it gets a little tricky because there's background noise and you know people talking and so forth. And um, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna run with this, and I just want you to hear this. Remember, this is CNN. This is CNN, the most trusted name in news. This is supposed to be the place that tells you the truth, which of course is completely laughable notion to me. But you've got Jim Acosta. This is where Jim Acosta works. This is where Brian Stelter works. This is where Wolf Blitzer works. Um, I don't want to go through every Don Lemon, of course. Tough guy Chris Cuomo works. This is their network, or this is their media outlet. I guess we're not network anymore, but you know what I mean. It's just a, a news source. So listen to this. This is, again, Project Veritas. They have... Basically, undercover investigators sneak in, infiltrate, the, infiltrate these organizations, um, have have cameras and audio devices on them, and they collect um, information. They develop a relationship with people, and they get them to tell them 
things that I, every time I find myself wondering, have they never, the person talking, have they never seen a Project Veritas video? And it really makes you wonder how much more of this, how often this is happening, where they're telling people their true intentions um, it, to where they're not even, their their spidey sense isn't even going off because someone's asking them questions at, you know, a, a diner in, in Atlanta or wherever they, they were meeting. So anyway, here it is. Some of this, again, is not perfect audio, but I think you'll get the, the gist of it. The first part, the first clip is is um, a CNN technical director named Charlie Chester talking about Biden and how he thinks CNN helped get him, get him or will help get him through his first term, how they always showed him in a way where he had his cool aviators on, making him look like a, I don't know if he used the word cool, but basically a cool geriatric is what he, call, is what he called him. Can't make this stuff up. Here you go. Hope you enjoy. I think I, I think we got him through this term. We would always show shots of him jogging, him in aviator shades, and like a, like you paint him as a young geriatric. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were, so that's that's I think that's probably it. Look what we did. We got Trump back. I am a hundred percent going to say it. And I 100% believe it, that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have got voted out. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear? Like climate? Yeah, fear sells. Fear sells. No one ever says those things out loud, but it's obvious. For years, we've heard that CNN is the most trusted name in news, but a CNN director is on tape telling us that they're propaganda, helping a certain political candidate, employees admitting what we've always known to be true. Trump uh, was, uh, I, I don't know, like his hand was shaking or whatever like that. We brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation. That he was like neurological damage, like that, that he was losing it, he's unfit to, you know, whatever. We were, we were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about, you know. We were... I think there's just like a COVID fatigue, so like whenever a new story comes up, they're going to latch onto it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate. It's our it's going to be our focus. Like uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change. Awareness. Who decides that? Head of the network, like just. Who's that? Is that Zucker? Zucker, yeah. Climate change is going to be the next COVID thing for CNN. We're going to we're going to hone in. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was. And that's the question, Mr. Zucker. Why is it so important to hide the truth of what you're really trying to do? And that's, of course, James O'Keefe at the end of that video. And again, some of that's hard to hear, but basically the gist of it was CNN helped get Biden elected. They would always show him jogging, show him with his aviator shades on to try to make him look, I don't know, cooler and hipper for the younger crowd to vote for him. And he says we tried to portray him as a young, as a young geriatric. (laughs) That's what that's what he said. 
He said, I don't, one of them said, I have no doubt that I really believe that CNN helped get Trump out of office. And now, basically, the next thing we're going to do is focus on climate change. The network's already told us that. To which the person asked, again, it was hard to hear the question, but who makes that decision, she said. Is it Zucker? He's like, yeah, Mark Zucker. Mark Zucker, the same guy who was caught, remember this, caught by James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe got onto their weekly conference calls, which that was great. I love that. In fact, there's a spoof or a uh, Project Veritas. In fact, I was gonna, it's on our website, actually. It is, if you haven't seen it, it is worth seeing. It is worth seeing. Project Veritas did a fake exposure of uh, the Babylon Bee, and they kind of mocked the whole CNN conference call thing, and it's very, very entertaining and pretty well done. I really enjoyed enjoyed that. But it isn't funny what we're being subjected to by the media. These folks, as I've said before, are professional deceivers. They are not there to give you news. They are not there to tell you the truth. They are there to get a certain result. And what is that result? He told us on this video, which you just heard the audio, but he told us on the video, and that is to get Trump out of office. Now it is to advance the cause of climate change and the Democrats' agenda. That is what they are seeking to do. That is what they are focused on. That is what they will do. They are telling you what they will do. They are telling all Americans, you will pay attention. You know this. Others will not. Others will shift into the discussion of climate change once CNN thinks we're ready to discuss it. And that means once we're ready to advance the cause of the radical left's agenda. Make no mistake about it, my friends. The Democrat Party's PR firm is effectively the folks at CNN and lots of other media sources. But CNN may lead that pack. CNN is effectively the same politicians, the Ayanna Presleys, the AOCs, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Chuck Schumer's, the Dick Durbin's. Take your pick. Take your pick. It is effectively the same exact person. They just have a badge, a name tag, a logo that says CNN, the most trusted name in news. And, of course, they come nowhere near to fulfilling that uh, that that brand They come nowhere near to making that a reality. And I've got to take a break. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Those of you who listen to this program frequently, which every one of you should, by the way. Shame on you if you don't. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, but yes, I am kidding still. You'll know that I don't take uh, – I anytime there's one of these situations like what we have with Dante Wright uh, in the you know outskirts, I guess, outside of Minneapolis – um, I, I take time before talking about it because this is – it's very dangerous to talk about an issue as though 
the entire future of, say, policing or the entire way that we view and, you know, the totality of one race's interaction with law enforcement. I just, it's very, a very dangerous thing. And I don't like it when I see it in the media. And I know the media likes to, likes to sell this. Um, and they have been used to, or have willingly, either they have been used or they've willingly just done this for the sake of furthering an agenda or getting viewers and readers or so forth, but they're not helping this problem. As I've said before, in today's world, all they want to report in the news, I see the breaking news all the time, you do too, it's something like unarmed black man shot by police, and you immediately are supposed to draw a conclusion from that. That is, there is nowhere, there is not nearly enough information to draw any meaningful conclusion just based upon what I said there. And that's where this starts out. And so it is tragic. It is tragic any time a life is lost. It is. It is a tragic thing. Now, and this is not, I'm not commenting specifically on Dante Wright yet. I'm just speaking in general. Sometimes people take actions that... Um, directly contribute to what happens and you know if they're injured or harmed not just by police but anything if you drive like a maniac and you end up wrecking and killing yourself there's responsibility to be laid at your feet sometimes people are completely innocent in that same example there's the people that may have been hit by the maniac driving down the road could have, um, you know, they didn't necessarily do anything wrong, right? I mean, this reminds me of questions even Jesus was asked about. Um, why was this guy born this way, lame or, or deaf or whatever the case may be? Why was he born like this? Was it his, his sin, the sins of his parents? And Jesus would say, you know, it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous, right? I mean, the world is is broken, and so... Sometimes it, context matters is the point. Sometimes police do things they shouldn't do. Sometimes uh, suspects are apprehended to do things they shouldn't do. Sometimes accidents happen. Sometimes there's a combination of all those things put together. And there's no way this side of heaven that we can make a judgment in a snap instance based upon whatever it is we think we know about how the so-called policing community uh, community looks at or inter, um, interacts with the so-called uh, well whatever community in this case it's the it's the black community black young black man and it's ten miles I've read from where Derek Chauvin is on is on trial literally his trial is going on and ten miles away there's a another instance where a, an unarmed a uh, young black man is shot and killed, and I don't like. To- I don't. I don't like talking about this. There's it's personal loss. It's personal tragedy. When people start talking about it, that part gets lost. Even again, even if it was, and I'm not making the statement. I'm just saying, even if it was, we'll even take the name. We're not talking specifically about Dante Wright, but whenever these cases come up, even if the suspect 
played a role or was even completely at fault, it still doesn't take away the tragic aspects of this. It just doesn't. It doesn't. And I take no pleasure in talking about this, but I'm going to talk about this in the next segment because there's some information I just want to share with you because we've had the police, the chief of police, and the officer both already resign from this. And we're supposed to make our decisions. We're supposed to tie this to Derek Chauvin's case. I guess this is supposed to you know, have some sort of direct impact or correlation to what happened um, almost a year ago now with George Floyd in, um, in Minneapolis. So all that being said, we're going to do this quickly after the break. I do this a little bit reluctantly. I just I feel like enough information's out to where we should at least touch on this and, and try to deal with this because a lot of what we're dealing with is I mean just it's it's unfortunate the way that this stuff is reported. It really, really is. And the reactions to some of this, which of course you see in the streets and so forth. But gonna take a time out, come back and talk about this for a few minutes. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. Okay, briefly here, I want to talk about about the. I just let's just make sure the facts are this again. Uh, Dante Wright case uh, on Sunday. Dante Wright was pulled over in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, not far. It's the suburbs, I guess, of Minneapolis, not far from where Derek Chauvin is on trial for, um, well, up to second degree murder. Um, against uh, committed against George Floyd, alleged. Um, and so he was driving. He's twenty year old um, black man driving through Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Officers saw that he had expired tags on his car. They pull him over. When they have him pulled over, he actually, by the way, called his his mother as he was getting pulled over. And so she heard this on the phone, which is awful. But they pulled him over. Um, When they pulled him over and they ran his information, they found that he had a warrant out for his arrest. The warrant was for failure to appear in court um, back in, I think it was back in June of this year, for an alleged... Um, strong, well, an attempted armed robbery from back in, I think, December of 2019. In fact, Fox News reports here, Dante Wright uh, accused of robbing or choking and robbing a woman at gunpoint had arrest warrant. Now, none of that, none of that means that someone should be, should be shot. That's, that's not what I'm – I'm just painting the picture of what happened. So they pull him over. They ask him to get out of the car. They begin to detain him. They ask him to put his hands behind his back. You can see this on the body cam. You may or may not have seen this. I don't know. It's it's tough to watch because, I mean, just, you know, it's, it's just, we know how what the outcome is here. 
And so he's being detained, and he kind of – you can tell the officer who's detaining him, who the first officer, the one that had him, I believe, is a black officer. He has him, hands behind his back, and he's – I don't know if he's checking his pockets or something, and uh, Dante kind of moves in a way that he doesn't want him to – I don't know. He's just acting uncomfortable and tense, and then he makes a move for it, jumps back in the car – And so there's a bit of a scuffle, and the other officer, I think there were maybe three on scene, but um, there was one on the other side of the car. Dante's girlfriend was in there, uh, in the car with him. And so um, one of the officers, a 48-year-old officer who'd been on the force for 26 years, starts yelling, I'm going to tase you, I'm going to tase you. And in the process of saying that, she grabs her firearm. She grabs her gun, and she's she's yelling, I'm going to tase you. And she decides, she says, tase, 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 and she pulls the trigger, presumably presumably based upon what I mean, it looks like to me. But again, you know, there's stuff that we're still gathering here, but it looks as though she thought she had her taser. I don't know how that, again, I'm not in that I know a little bit from people that who are, but I don't know how that how that necessarily happens. Um, but she pulled the trigger, shooting him. Uh, he drove off and ended up uh, crashing into a, another vehicle, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. So, just those are the, those are the facts of what happened. Tragic, tragic circumstances. Now we have a police chief and an officer who have uh, resigned over this at this stage in the process. So timeout is necessary. Come back and wrap up. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Final moments here of the program, but this is the same, this, um, Same city where this incident, this tragic incident with Dante Wright took place. The city manager there simply called for due process for the officer who's alleged to be involved in this shooting. And he was fired over that, fired for saying due process. Folks, we've reached a point where, I mean, this is the the process now is to investigate. And if there are charges to bring them, if not, then it's... We got a mess out there because of all the emotions, and I gotta go. SDG. Thanks for listening. Take care. See you tomorrow.